0: Welcome to On Texas Football. It's time for every Tuesday's recruiting breakdown. But first of all, happy 4th of July to everyone. I uh, hope everybody's getting out and uh, enjoying themselves today. Uh, I've got Jerry Hamilton and Justin Wells alongside me here uh, from inside Texas and on three. Uh, guys, uh, big recruiting weekend last weekend for Texas. Now it's this next shift that we're going through. It starts today. Texas expected uh, to hear a decision from Jordan Washington, the tight end out of Langham Creek uh, that is expected to make his decision. uh, 16-6A, first-team all-district selection. Uh, Jeff Banks went after him hard once he went and saw him. Jerry, you went down and visited with Jordan personally. Uh, Your thoughts on him as a player uh, and what his decision is coming down to?
1: yeah uh, big upside, big personality. very confident kid. Uh, that, that's the first thing you notice when you're around Jordan Washington. Uh, more of a basketball kid that's transitioned back to football once he you know realized the AAU coach is telling him he was going to be six seven and a, a power, power five basketball player what's the, he stopped growing at six four uh, put on a lot of weight. He broke his arm late in the basketball season so it set him back. Uh, in the off season, but he's now putting on a lot of weight really in the weight room right now. I think he's up to about 224 pounds, uh, from when I was there in May, I think he was 216. So he's really starting to develop physically. I think Texas is a big leader over Texas A&M. He also visited UTSA. I mean, he, that, that's kind of a how loyal of a kid he is. They were one of the first offers and Jeff Trailer and that staff had really recruited him hard and, and he took a visit there and he also visited Arizona State, um, Brian Carrington and the uh, tight ends coach at Arizona State were on him early as well. So he's kind of – he's been a loyal guy through the process. I think the difference is Texas is uh, uh, the school that he's always kind of wanted to play at if it goes that direction tonight.
0: I'm sorry. I should have put put the camera more on you there, Jay. One more question on him yeah. uh, real quick. Uh, the question is whether or not he's just strictly a pass-catching tight end.
1: Yeah, I, I say no to that. Um, he has development to go, but he plays for Todd Thompson at Langham Creek, who was a fullback at Rice when Trevor Cobb was a tailback. Uh, uh, Todd Thompson's a really good uh, football coach, a really good offensive coach, and he's going to put Jordan in positions to be developed his senior year. And when I was there in the spring, you know, he's a blocking guy. He's kind of plays a sniffer position at times, uh, but they, they're going to ask him to be physical in the run game and not just block out on the edge. You're going to ask him to, to, to really uh, block in, in between the hashes. And, and I like that for his development. I think Todd Thompson, those guys are doing a great job with him. Uh, so, yeah, he, you'll see him at Langham Creek split out wide for certain matchups, play flexed out, and then they'll use him in motion and as a sniffer uh, in the run game and motion him out of the backfield as well. So he's going to be an all around tight end. And the one thing about Jordan is he doesn't run from that. He knows that's a big part of the equation in his development. That's what I was going to ask. Is he a willing blocker? Not, more than point, a willing blocker. He's about yeah. being great. Right. It's, the question is, is he willing? He's more than willing. He knows okay. it's, it's a key part of being the best he can be. Got it. All right. Uh, J- Justin, I had something
0: for you next, but um, you know, we know that Aaron Hampton is expected to make a decision on uh July seventh, uh, Malik Blockton on July eighth. We'll get to those guys in a second. But another guy that could be making on a on the cusp of a decision, we just don't know when. And I want to ask you about is Corian Gibson, young man out of Lancaster, uh, the defensive back. His friend Jordan johnson Rebel committed to Texas on Saturday of this past week. Um, you know, we don't know when Corian is going. What is his decision coming down to? Top one hundred prospect in the country. His decision, I,
2: I, I think he's he's really close to his decision. If he hasn't already made it, I think right now he's kind of just doing what he wants to do. Uh, we knew he, he even told us, "Look, I'm going to Clemson. I'm, I'm going to take these trips," and he knew where he wanted to go. I think before that Clemson trip, Jerry had gone and seen him, and 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 so Corian's one of those that he's going to do it on his timetable. He's going to do it when he's ready. And and you know he just saw his buddy Jordan Johnson Rebel jump in jump in the class. He's gonna let his buddy have his moment. He's gonna let this thing breathe a little bit, but but Corian isn't gonna drag it out either. This is one of those things where we're talking about it on July fourth, and then in a matter of days it could pop at any moment. You know, there's a handful of these guys they have dates, and then there's a handful like him and Zeno Umio Zulu and, and and others where we're looking at it like you know what this could happen sooner rather than later. I just think with Corian, he's taking his time. He's letting this guy have his shine. He's letting he's letting Jordan kind of enjoy the moment. I, I don't think it'll be much longer than that. You know, than that. I think Texas is in a great spot. Uh, I don't think anything's going to change that. It's just one of those things where Corian's going to have his day. You know, there's some guys that they, they, three guys in one day. Corey and I feel like is a guy that would would take his own day, and I think he's just re- get, getting ready for that. And,
1: and I'll I'll add that I think it's going to be a big announcement at Lancaster High School. I think it's going to be done right. It'll Got be it. done big. Yeah. yeah, gotcha. Hey Justin, one one more thing on this. Um, I keep
0: reading uh, people posting on our board, reports elsewhere, and all this other stuff. Clemson and now Ohio State is is that just smokescreen in your opinion or what's the reality well i feel like it's smokescreen the
2: same way when there was a report that jordan johnson rebel was leaning ohio state last week when we clearly knew that wasn't the case this to me is i think it's another example of that look clemson's not giving up clemson's still going at Corey and gibson's clemson's still trying to get that guy i don't know how much ohio state is still going after him as well but i think that's more of a vapor you know these schools are still going to recruit these kids through the whistle, especially elite kids like a Corian Gibson. But just like with the Jordan Johnson rebel in the last minute, people were wanting to report, well, Ohio state's going to sneak in there. I just don't see that happening right now. Recruiting is crazy. It can be
0: funny and it can be fickle, but I just don't see that being the case right now with Corian. Got it. Uh, We're going to say thank you to our sponsor real quick. Jerry Hamilton, please uh, talk about Chase Yarbrough and Goosehead Insurance.
1: Yeah, Chase Yarbrough of Goosehead Insurance. There are hundreds of insurance providers out there to choose from. But Chase and his team have vetted the very best. Uh, They select only insurance companies that deserve your business for home, auto life, flood and umbrella policies. With rates continuing to be on the rise across the state of Texas. Why not make one phone call and allow Chase to shop for you? Goosehead is the largest independent brokerage in the state of Texas, bar none. Contact Chase at chase.yarborough at goosehead.com or give him a call at 325-261-7127. Again, Chase Yarborough of Goosehead Insurance, the best place to go for your insurance needs in the state of Texas. Jerry, let's stick with you here
0: because I thought the biggest news actually yesterday uh, was DeAndre Robinson yeah. putting in the crystal ball for him. Not just you, Eric and Aileen went in with you, uh, some guys that cover Florida. Yep. yeah, yeah. This is big because Texas, we, we've been talking about big bodies. Yes, they got Alex January, but they can't stop there. No. Um, we know no. that. Uh, Deontre Robinson, why did you put the crystal ball in? He was down to Texas, Florida, Alabama just offered him, Georgia offered him. I mean, what, what's the deal?
1: Yeah, his final four, um, it's it's Texas, Florida, Alabama, Ohio State. And he visited Ohio State and Alabama unofficially. Sounds like a three-star to me, guys. Yeah, sounds like a three-star. Six, three and a half, 315 out of uh, the state of Florida. I mean, those guys never pan out, right? Uh, um, but, yeah, you know, look, it, Texas and Florida have been his top two for months now. Um when I went through there, Keith Niebuhr and I actually traveled. When I went to IMG, Keith and I jumped in a car and went up to Orlando Jones and a couple other schools together. Um, and we both walked away with the same thought. Yeah, this is definitely going Texas or Florida unless something crazy happens. Uh, Tashard Choice and Bo uh, Davis have done such a great job in that recruitment. You know, look, again, we, Texas now has three guys, four guys, if you count Michael Carr, but really three guys – uh, that DeAndre Robinson knows that are committed to Texas. That's Cedric Baxter, Peyton Kirkland, and Jarrett Gibson. So he, he has people to go to to ask questions about Texas, too, outside of his own questions. He can go to Cedric Baxter and Peyton Kirkland, um, who he played against, um, and ask questions of those guys. Hey, Hey, Cedric Tashard Choice is what he said says about Texas real. My opportunity at Texas, real. And Cedric Baxter is going to come back and say, yes, absolutely. Everything Coach Choice told me uh, has happened since I've been at Texas. Same with Peyton Kirkland. Uh, so Texas is building a rapport with the kids in the state of Florida, especially in central Florida right now. And that's not to be underestimated in this recruitment.
0: A question uh, for you, Justin, here. Uh, Aaron Hampton expected to make his decision uh, on, uh, I guess it would be Friday. Uh, the young man out of uh, Dangerfield. Uh, he's he's being recruited by the Longhorns as an athlete and also I want you to talk a little bit about Wardell Mack out of Marrero Louisiana another defensive back big time player that Texas is after uh some people are saying that he's close to a decision but we think that's a little further off and he's not dead set on where he's going yet uh talk about those two if you don't mind because I do feel like uh I don't think they're they're one or the other by any stretch. I just feel like they're two electric athletes that I want I want fans to know about a little bit more about.
2: No, they're definitely that you nailed it. They're both definitely electric athletes. Uh with Hampton, he'd been kind of building up to this day before it was going to be a July 4th decision, then he pushed it back to the 7th, which is going to be on Friday. He he's he's down to Texas and Alabama. He's a kid that I think uh really wanted to play receiver for a long time and then Texas kind of hedged him towards the athlete category uh, to, 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 I guess, you know, to to see exactly what he would do do best at. They they didn't want to make that decision, that positional pick yet, I suppose. And so that's where they're recruiting him at. Blake Gideon's been on him. Um, He's going to either be a DB or a receiver. Um, And then, you know, with Wardell Mack, Mack is just he's another one of those kids in Louisiana that just has the quick twitch and just has the disposition of just a dog. Like the, 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 those those South Louisiana kids are just different, Bobby. They 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 are they are tough. They they're they born they're born hard. They, those guys, Mac is a kid that I think Texas really opened his eyes on his visit. I think Texas really gave him something to see. For his entire life, it's been LSU LSU LSU, and I think some of those most of those kids they like to stay in state. We, we've talked about that a ton of times, but some of them like to see other things. They like to go around. Last cycle, Arch Manning, Derrick Williams, Texas went into Louisiana with no problem. This cycle, you you, you add a Wardell Mac, you add uh, Melvin Hills Jr., you add, uh, you know, there's a number of guys there, that, that Dominic McKinley that Texas is on, and so I think you're starting to see a change in, the state is always going to be LSU-based, that's obvious, but more and more kids are looking around and more and more kids are looking at other schools in the sec that aren't necessarily Louisiana state. Now, hey,
0: I got to say this to both you and Jerry, because we, we all have an appreciation I think of uh, recruiting as a whole as Louisiana doesn't become the far east or the far west of the sec. Now you have Oklahoma and, and Texas in that category. It's kind of interesting if you think about it that way, how, how, LSU may be a little bit more like a Mississippi going forward, not Ole Miss and Mississippi State per se, but it's just they're more – I guess they're land not landlocked, but they're more in the middle as opposed to they were on an edge no. for someone to, wanting to go as far away as possible.
1: And, and, and I think I think the big, big, key thing with recruiting in Louisiana right now, guys, is until Brian Kelly gets you – know, he had a great first year, and I think that's yeah. impacted kids – in texas and louisiana honestly uh beating alabama getting to the sec title game till he gets over that next hump when he if he does then it's going to be much more difficult than louisiana until that point in time you swing you better keep swinging uh because i have a feeling kelly may get there and once he does it's a different game all right hey just want to say one thing
0: real quick. we do have our live stream tonight because we kind of expect some fireworks Around seven or seven thirty uh, with Jordan Washington. Uh, we'll see how that goes, uh, but uh, just keep that in mind. Uh, so please uh, consider that uh, tonight if you're around and have some time and, and want to get away from uh, get away from the fireworks, et cetera. Hey, um, Jerry, uh, I want to stay with you. Texas has two commitments. You were mentioning um, IMG. Texas has two commitments from IMG now. Jarrett Gibson, talented running back. Uh, Jordan Johnson, Rubel, the safety.
2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.
0: Jaden Jackson, uh, defensive lineman, and uh, TJ uh, Lindsey, defensive lineman slash edge guy uh, for the Longhorns. Where are they at in that recruitment? Uh, And let us know about those two because those are uh, lining up as two really important recruits for the Longhorns as well.
1: Yeah, I actually spoke to somebody this morning um, on uh, the uh, Jaden Jackson recruitment, and there was some chatter he could decide today, July 4th. a uh, person I spoke to does not think that happens. I mean, look, it's recruiting, it's fluid, it can change, right? They think that decision is being pushed back a little bit uh, closer to when he reports to IMG July 20th. Um, and, and that's interesting because I think coming out of the Texas visit, when I talked to Jaden Jackson, um, at Bergstrom airport, he told me, you know, that July 4th was a possible date for him. We didn't put that in an article, but that was just kind of something passed along. So, okay, keep that in the back of our minds, see how things play out. I think things are going to play out a little slower with Jaden Jackson right now. Ohio state's very much in it. Texas is in it. Oklahoma. Those are the top three coming out of the official visit. Uh, Miami, Florida, obviously those all five schools are still in it. Uh, But it'll be interesting to see which way this eventually goes and how he could be impacted by other guys jumping into the Texas class before July 20th. On TJ Lindsey, coming out of the Texas visit, I think Texas and Auburn were the top two. I think that's trending to SEC is where he'll play. A&M's the third school in it. Uh, Miami's in it. He really likes Jason Taylor, uh, but I think they're not in the SEC, and and I think maybe that's the parents' fourth choice for him. Uh, so we'll see. I also expect Lindsay to make a decision around July 20th. It could be a little bit before it. It could be a week after. But right around that report date, most of those kids want to decide before they leave their families and go to IMG and report to IMG. So we'll see. But I think Texas had some really good conversations with TJ Lindsay since the official visit, too. All right, we've got a couple more questions here in time for him. Justin, I want to go
0: to you right now and ask you about the safety position. Uh, and that is uh, Miles Davis and Josh Blair uh, yeah. both came in. Those are the other two outside of Jordan Johnson Rebell that they're really tracking right now. Uh, what's the situation there?
2: Yeah, with Josh Lair, I, I think it's a hold and wait or a wait and see kind of deal. I mean, we love that kid. And I know Texas is very interested in him. I think they're waiting to kind of see what happens with Miles Davis. I caught up with him the other night, you know, he came into Texas for his official visit and they absolutely knocked it out. And I told the fans at it hold on because he's going back to college station the next weekend. And so you, you, you gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta do it like 38 special. You gotta hold on loosely. <laughs> and so Miles Davis. I finally caught up with him. He loved the A&M trip. I could tell you this one is down to Texas and Texas A&M. This is going to be a head to head. Right Right now he's telling me he wants an August 25th decision date. He might commit before that. He told me in a silent category and and keep it a little bit low until, but he'd like to be committed, uh, announce it right before the beginning of his, of his senior year. Um, I think Texas is catching is, is having to catch up a little bit with with Miles Davis. I think they're still about a step behind AM in that recruitment. And it's really just because AM had just jumped in so much sooner and earlier. And they AM built the relationship so much earlier that the, Texas Texas having to play a little bit of catch up. They're having to play it, it, but it's worth it with Davis. This is a talented kid. With Lair again, I think they're kind of waiting to see what happens with Davis. But with his tape, I think he's a no-brainer. Take, in my opinion, with his tape. I think he's a no-brainer take. Um, and they may slow down that, that spot a little bit over the season just to kind of see how things correlate with Corey and Gibson, you know, with, with some other guys that are on the board. But I, I, we're, we're watching those guys. Miles Davis, I'm going to have a post on, of him on Wednesday of our interview. Um, Texas is in a great spot, Bobby, but at the end of the day, I still think A&M is a notch ahead, and it's just because they got such an early start on that
0: evaluation. Got it. Uh, Hey, Jerry, I want to before I ask you about Brandon Baker, the the top out offensive tackle, we think that's still out there. Daniel Calhoun announces on uh, tomorrow, and we believe that's going to be Georgia. Um, Before I ask you about that, uh, I want to I want you to say thank you to our sponsor one last time uh, before we get going.
1: Yeah, thank you very much to Chase Yarbrough of Goosehead Insurance for being uh, the sponsor of the uh, On Texas Football Recruiting Breakdown. Uh, There are hundreds of insurance providers out there to choose from, but Chase and his team have continued to vet the very best. They select only insurance companies that deserve your business for home, auto, life, flood, and all your umbrella policy needs. Uh, With rates continuing on the rise across the Lone Star State, why not make one phone call and allow Chase to shop for you? Goosehead is the largest independent brokerage in the state of Texas. Contact Chase at chase.yarborough at goosehead.com or give him a call three, two, five, two, six, one, seven, one, two, seven. Again, thank you very much to chase Yarborough of being the sponsor of the show. Uh, thanks chase. We do
0: appreciate it. Hey, Jerry, this is going to be a little bit different question. I don't want you to speak only about Brandon Baker here. Texas also has Blake Ivy still on the board. They have a uh, young man from uh, clear Springs. I think uh, Eugene Brooks out West is still on the board, but if they get Brandon Baker, uh, by chance, this time a month from now or a couple weeks from now, what have you. Does that put renewed emphasis on DeAndre Carter, an offensive lineman from that same high school modern day, when he comes in in September uh, to be that other interior guy? Or is that just a totally separate recruitment in your mind?
1: I think it's totally separate. I do think when DeAndre Carter made the unofficial visit uh, to the January 21st uh, junior day, with his parents and went back and had great positive things to say about Texas. I think that helped Texas with Baker at, 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 modern day. Um, and obviously Spencer sham was already committed, but just to further that point, the Brandon Baker, but I think they're two separate recruitments. Um, I think Blake Ivy, you mentioned Blake Ivy, he's the next interior offensive lineman up. And I think his decision will come pretty shortly here. A&M LSU, Texas. I think what happens there is going to kind of control where Texas goes next at the interior offensive line position, because I think they only have one spot left. Um, You know, I think Texas is in a pretty good spot for Brandon Baker, but we'll see. Ohio State's very much in it. Oregon is slipped from a big lead. They're still in it. I don't think they're out of it. I expect one of those three schools to be the winner uh, when when the time comes. I know that Texas has had some really good conversation with Baker and his family since here in the last week or 10 days. I'll throw out another one is if Daniel Calhoun goes to Georgia, guys, um, that left tackle, because I think Brandon Baker's a right tackle. At, at, I agree. And at, and at Texas. Um, left tackle gets interesting. Ori Williams is not out of the mix. That Texas and Ori Williams have talked. Um, and, and if he maintains that he's not making a summer decision that goes into the fall, I think Texas will get an official visit. I'll also say Weston Davis, the four-star who committed the Texas AM. and m I don't think that door's closed either. So, for Texas fans wondering, um, you know, this staff's going to recruit through the whistle till December, uh, and they're not going to back off uh, targets. Uh, that that much should be known for anybody that's followed Texas recruiting since Sarkeesian and staff have been here. I expect them to fill two tackle spots in this class. We would, I, I got to ask you
0: one last question. You were on Malik Blockton early as anybody uh, in the Texas market talking about how he was visiting the Longhorns, a uh, young man from Pike Road, Alabama. Uh, he announces on Saturday, this coming Saturday, uh, between Texas and we believe Auburn, where his brother Marcus plays.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. I I, I kind of like Texas position here. Um, you know, I haven't put in an RPM yet. I'm going to I'm sitting on it for a couple of days, but I kind of like Texas position here. I think he had a great visit. I think there's some intrigue for Blockton and getting away and doing his own thing, carving his own path. Um, and I think his mom's okay with that after the official visit. So, um, and look, his brother's in his last year at Auburn this next year. So it's not like they're, they'd be playing together. It's different than some other situations, um, out there in recruiting. And I'm not saying he won't end up at Auburn. The Auburn side has confidence. The Texas side has confidence, but I will say this. I will not be surprised if Texas wins this recruitment. That's what I could say. And he was 6'3, 275. Um, on his official visit to Texas, from what I hear, with a 79, 80-inch wingspan. And he has got a lot of length uh, and for his height. And he, and for Texas fans warning, would Texas take Melvin Hills and Blockton? Texas sees these guys as very good players. So that's the best way I can answer your question. You got it. All right, thanks, Jerry. Uh, appreciate
0: it. Uh, you know, we've mentioned uh, Zina Umi-Ozulu. Justin, you went up and saw uh, Danny Okoye, also a young man uh, out of Tulsa. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's not a recruiting breakdown if we don't end the discussion with Colin Simmons. <laughs> number one recruit on the board, uh, probably for, you know, number one recruit in the state, at least. I don't know if he's on the entire board, et cetera. We don't want to make that assumption, uh, but certainly a priority uh, for Texas at the edge. Uh, what is the very latest on him? And then we'll close out this this segment.
2: Colin is is being Colin. Colin is enjoying the recruiting process. He is being savvy. He is posting photos from different visits across the country. He's putting in clever captions, hometown hero, things of that sort. Colin Simmons is being Colin, and he's going to enjoy this. And and I think now that Texas has put itself in such a good position, Texas fans are a little more alert on Colin. Obviously, they were before. But now, after that official visit where nobody had a better time than, than Mr. Simmons, I feel like... Texas fans are a little bit more alert now, and they should be, because Colin's a very unpredictable kid. Colin t- has maintained he wants to take it through December, and I maintain I don't think it's going to go that long. And, and, and what's funny about Simmons, too, is, you know, if he does make a decision early, that's going to put a target on that one school. And you better have a really good season that year, because you're he's going to hear it the most from other colleges about that one school but with Colin Simmons, I think he, de- that doesn't affect him. I don't let, think it bothers him.
0: Let, let me ask you this, the, the just how well Texas is doing in the Metroplex right now has to have an effect on him overall. Cause he knows all these guys, right? He was hosted by three freshmen.
2: Yeah. Like he, he, he used to play with Cam Williams. Like there's, there's so much familiarity with these guys. And it's not just the 2023 guys. It, they, they it overlaps to 2024, you know, uh, Anthony Hill, this is a guy that grew up around each other. Manny Muhammad, these guys grew up around each other. John T. Cook. And listen, Jordan said something. Johnson Rebell said something really important when he was on our live stream. He said when he showed up to the official visit with with Kobe Black and Corian Gibson and these guys, and he saw all these people, it was like a family reunion because they all knew each other. and They all grew up. And I think that's a big thing with the O3, with the 23s, because they're telling guys, you need to jump in like this isn't a bad situation. This is actually a great situation. You could come with us, jump on this train now. There's a culture and a buy-in there that is overlapping with these friends. They listen to each other, Bobby. They talk to each other. They Coaches can recruit until they're blue in the face, but it's the kids talking to each other, the relationships they build on the back end that I think are big, not to mention the moms. <laughs> this is a mom click group. This is a mom, hang, you know, these moms know each other. They like each other. They like to spend time with each other. There's so many little ties that come into that, that I think Colin Simmons makes Colin Simmons recruitment that much more interesting. I think it's going to happen sometime this summer. I don't know when nobody does except for Colin. And I don't even think Colin knows Bobby.
1: Jerry, I, I want to add, I want to add something on Colin. I, I think if he picks Texas, Um, I think a big part of it is also going to be he's an alpha and he knows his position is a, he has a chance to come into Texas and be what Kelvin banks was at left tackle early impact. And he's a midterm graduate. So I think that plays into this too. If he picks Texas, Kelvin banks, a freshman all American was somebody that Texas was seen as needed for years and years and years that appeals to a personality like Colin Simmons on the edge. If Texas had three first round picks in a row at edge, that mean he doesn't go there, but he has a chance to be Kelvin Banks at Edge at Texas if he goes there. That's impactful in for him. I think they're player. selling him on
2: being that one of those final pieces. Yep. And that's a big sell.
1: Yep. yep.
0: All right, uh, I I found it interesting, guys. Um Jerry, Justin, we've all covered recruiting long enough. Players sell players. 100%. Uh, Guys on campus are better recruiters than the actual coaches because once you get there, you get a feel whether they say yes, no, whether they're happy, sad, whatever the the issue is. And I just think that's so key for Texas uh, right now and Steve Sarkeesian as he continues to try to build out this recruiting class. All right, a couple notes. Uh, Jordan Washington expected to announce between 7 and 7.30 on uh, tonight. Uh, we'll be on a live stream beginning at uh, seven o'clock. Myself, Jerry, as well as Blake Monroe. Uh, I hope everyone here uh, has a happy 4th of July. Uh, we appreciate you guys watching. Uh, also, thank Chase Yarbrough, our our sponsor for this show. For Jerry Hamilton and Justin Wells of Inside Texas and on three, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been this week's episode of Recruiting Breakdown.